You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to this Tuesday edition of the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Guess what? You are a winner. And I'm so glad to have you with us today. I pray that this be a successful week and happy Tuesday. I'm excited. I want you to tag a friend. I want you to call somebody, text somebody, let them know that we are live. And listen, we're going to begin a new study today. You know, we've been in a, a, a two-year, a better than two-year pandemic. So the Spirit of God has instructed me to share along certain lines. And just a while ago, he instructed me to teach on healing. And I began to teach on healing and health and long life because we were hearing so much during the pandemic about hospitalizations and COVID and and viruses and all that. And he wanted us to hear something different. Well, we concluded our teaching on healing, health and long life. And the Spirit of God, before we finished that series, began to quicken to me about the importance of teaching on the subject of fear. So for the next three weeks, we're going to teach on, or the three next three sessions, we're going to teach on the subject, why are you afraid? Why are you afraid? In fact, We're going to be asking four questions. The major question is a question that I'm asking you. Why are you afraid? Notice I didn't say, are you afraid? I said, I didn't ask you uh, any other question. I said, why are you afraid? Because God would not instruct me to teach on this subject if there were not people who were not dealing with the with the issue of fear. So there are four questions that we're going to be asking. The major question is, why are you afraid? Why are you afraid? We're going to be asking three minor questions, and each one of these, what I call minor questions, is going to be our subtopic. Each lesson, we're going to have a subtopic, and it's going to be a question. In fact, I only have one goal in this series, and that is to give you a fear exam. I want you to evaluate where you are. Some of you, you're operating in fear. Some of you, the moment I mention fear, you say, yes, I'm operating in fear. But others of you, you're unaware of the fact that you're operating in fear. So let's look at this uh, question that I want to ask in this first lesson. And three minor questions. Each question is a subtopic. So our subtopic for today is are you drawing back or are you moving forward? Are you drawing back 
or are you moving forward? You see, we are called by God to be moving forward. The Bible says we go from glory to glory, one level to another level. We should be going forward. First the blade, then the ear, then the full coin in the ear. Increase is on God's mind. He's a God of increase. So are you drawing back or are you moving forward? That's the question I'm asking in this lesson. Now, I base that question on Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38. Hebrews 10, 38. It says, now the just shall live by faith. But if any man, woman, boy, girl, if any man draw back, God says, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. If any man, the just, he says, shall live by faith. But if any man, man is generic, man, woman, boy, girl, if any person draw back, he says, my soul is not pleased with him or her. So in this first lesson, we want to deal with some questions. We want to look first at this subject of fear. What is fear? Then we're going to give you an example from the Bible. And then we want to answer the question, why are people afraid? So let's begin with the, this question. What is, what is fear? I have three definitions of fear. I want you to take mental notes, take notes on your phone, take notes in your pad, but I want you to take some notes today. So what is fear? Number one, fear is a feeling of anxiety and panic caused by an awareness and or an expectation of danger or harm. That's a good definition. And I want to give it to you again. Fear is a feeling of anxiety. It's a feeling of panic caused by the awareness and or the expectation of danger or harm. Secondly, what is fear? Fear is a spirit. It is a personality, a spiritual entity. What is fear? Is a spirit. Second Timothy chapter one, verse seven says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear. You see, fear is not just an emotion. It's not just a feeling. Fear is a spirit. And it says, God has not given us a spirit of fear or God has not sent to us a spirit of fear. You see, Satan sends a spirit of fear to intimidate us, whether it be a believer or an unbeliever. Satan sends a spirit of fear to intimidate us. You see that during this uh, above two year pandemic, not only have we had 
physical challenges and economic challenges and emotional challenges. We've also, many have been challenged with fear. Fear is a spirit sent, sent by Satan to intimidate us. And just recently, the country of the nation of Russia has invaded Ukraine, an independent country. And we see fear all over the place. Let's look at that word intimidate. Satan sends fear to intimidate us. So let's look at intimidate. The word intimidate means to frighten or to make afraid in order to get someone to do what we want. Intimidate, to frighten, to make afraid, to get someone to do what we want. Think about for a moment the bully on the school bus. The bully is looking for individuals or other kids to intimidate. Usually the bully is another kid. But this bully is looking for someone to intimidate and sees another kid alone, no brothers, no sisters, getting on the bus every day alone. And that bully intends and intentionally intends to make that kid afraid, to intimidate, to get that kid to do something that the bully wants. I want your lunch money. So I want to intimidate you. I want to frighten you. I want to make you afraid so that you will give me your lunch money. Think about the crime boss on trial sitting in his or her section looking at a prosecuting witness on the stand. And that crime boss looks at that witness and never turns away, stares at that witness with an intimidating look. For what reason? To get that witness to be quiet, to get that witness to lie. That intimidating look from the crime boss is intended to cause the witness to do something that the crime boss wants. I want you to lie or I want you to be acquired. So fear is a feeling, is an emotion. Fear is a spirit. But our third definition is, is quite interesting. I think it's a very interesting definition. I want you to think with me for a moment. Fear is the converse of faith. That's my third definition. Fear is the converse of faith, or it is the opposite of faith. Faith here, fear on the other side. It is the antithesis. That's what opposite means. It is the antithesis of faith. Let's look at it for a moment, and, and I want you to think with me. Because I want to know 
Number one, why are you afraid? And to, in today's lesson, I just want to know, are you drawing back? And you've got to evaluate in every area of your life. Are you drawing back spiritually? Are you drawing back relationally? Are you drawing back in your aspirations? Are you drawing back in your pursuit of God? Are you drawing back as it relates to your connection with your church? Are you drawing back from your assignment from God or are you moving forward? I want you to tell me, are you drawing back or are you moving forward? You see, fear is the converse or the opposite or the antithesis of faith. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the substance of things hoped for. Or it gives substance to things we want. But fear is the antithesis or the opposite of faith. So if faith gives substance to what we desire, then fear gives substance to the things that we don't want. Fear gives substance to the things that we don't desire. Faith is the evidence of things not seen, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter uh, 11, verse 1. It is the evidence of things not seen. So if fear is the converse, the antithesis, the opposite of faith, then fear is the evidence or the proof of things that we see. It is the proof or the evidence of things that we perceive through our senses. Now listen at this. Faith comes by hearing. That's what Romans 10, 17 says. If we want faith, then we have to hear a word from God. We have to hear what God says. We have to spend time in the word. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing God's word. Well, fear is the converse, the antithesis. It is the opposite of faith. So if faith comes by hearing God's word, then fear comes by hearing words from Satan or words inspired by Satan. Are you following me? Now listen at this. Faith causes us to overcome the challenges of life. First John chapter five, verse four says, now this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. So we overcome the challenges of the world, whether they be spiritual or mental or physical or financial or social. We overcome those challenges. We walk in victory, the Bible says, through our faith, 1 John 5, 4. Well, if fear is the converse of faith, 
then fear will cause us to be defeated, to succumb to, to be overwhelmed by the challenges that are in this life. So we gave you three definitions of fear. It's a feeling of anxiety and panic caused by the expectation or, 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 or what we think will happen, but it's a spirit. Fear is a spirit that we must resist. We, if it's a spirit, the Bible says submit to God and resist the devil. We must resist fear. But fear is also the converse of faith. Now, let's look at a Bible example. And this is going to be a, a beautiful example. And I am convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that these three lessons are going to break the power of fear over your life. So we're simply giving you an exam today. The goal, actually the goal of the whole series is to give you an exam so you will see where you are. You see, God knows, and I said this to someone uh, just recently. When God said, where are you, Adam? In Genesis chapter 3, God knew exactly where Adam was. He wanted Adam to know where he was. When God said to Elijah in the cave, why are you here? God knew exactly why he was in the cave. God wanted Elijah to know why he was in the cave. When God said to Saul, who later became Paul, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? God knew exactly why he was persecuted, why Saul was persecuting him. He wanted Saul to know where he is. So when God says, why are you afraid? God already know why you're afraid. When God says or asks the question, are you drawing back? Or are you moving forward? God already know the answer. He wants you to evaluate yourself and to understand where you are. So let's look at a Bible example of how fear works. And we want to look at the fear connected with Goliath. Goliath was a Philistine champion. He was a giant of a man. He was close to 10 feet tall. You know, the, the basketball goal on official, uh, the official court is 10 feet tall. Can you imagine a person who is nearly 10 feet tall, has a spear that weighs 25 pounds, he weighs above six, 500 to 600 pounds, and he's standing out and he is intimidating the armies of Israel. So let's look at Goliath and this connection with the armies of Israel and connect fear to it.
In 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 10, 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 10, it says, And the Philistine, referred to Goliath, said this, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we might fight together. Can you imagine Israel is on one side of a mountain looking over at the other side of their mountain and the armies of the Philistines are facing the armies of Israel. And in those days, and in some cases, they would choose a leader, a warrior, who will fight against another warrior in the other army. And whoever won that individual fight, the armies will have to submit to the winner. So Goliath is representing the Philistines, this huge giant of a man. He stands out in the open and he says, I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man. Give me a man that we may fight together. Now watch this. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 11, we read verse 10. When Saul, who some say was a tall man, when Saul, the king and all Israel heard these words of the Philistines, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Now notice when they heard, I defy the armies of Israel, give me a man. When they heard these words, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. First Samuel 17, we're talking about fear. Verse 23, there was a champion, the Philistines of Gath, Goliath by name. He came up from the armors of the Philistines and spoke according to the same words. I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man. And his voice boomed out across this valley and the, the armors of Israel on the other side. And his, his voice is booming. And the Bible says he spoke according to these same words. What does that mean? When you look at the context Goliath said the same words morning and evening for 40 days. For 40 days, he stood out on that side of the mountain with the, the valley amplifying his voice. And he said, I defy the armies of Israel, give me a man. And he said the same words, morning, he came back the evening, said the same words. And he said the same words, morning and evening, for 40 days. That's 80 times. That's 80 times. 40 days 
twice a day, morning and evening. They heard him say these same words 40 days. Now, 1 Samuel 17, verse 24 says, And all the men of Israel, when they saw, fled from him and were dreadfully afraid. Now, notice they didn't just hear him. They saw him. And the Bible says not only were they dismayed, but now they were dreadfully afraid. So here's the question. Why were they afraid? And that will answer the question, why are people afraid? They were afraid because of what they heard. They were afraid because of what they saw. They were afraid because of what they felt, because what we hear and what we see impacts our emotions. They were afraid because of what they imagine, because what you hear, what you see, and what you feel will ignite your imagination. And they were afraid because they fled. It's something about running away from a challenge intensifies the fear. So why are people afraid? People are afraid because of what they are hearing. They're afraid because of what the news anchor reports. They're afraid because of what the weather forecaster say. They're afraid because of what the doctor's report is. They're afraid because of what the banker says about the loan. They're afraid about what the attorney says about their case. They're afraid about what the employer says about their job. They're afraid because of what their relatives say or their friends say. They're afraid because of what their co-workers say. People are afraid because of what they're hearing. So what are you hearing? People are afraid because of what they're seeing. We're looking at what the, the TV uh, is, is communicating to us. We see the war in Ukraine. We see the people running. We see bombs flaring. People are afraid because of what they're seeing on their computers, what they're seeing in their personal circumstances. They're afraid because they, the women see the lump. They're afraid uh, because of the empty refrigerator. They're afraid because of what they see in the lives of others. People are afraid because of what they're hearing. They're afraid because of what they're seeing. People are afraid because of what they are Feeling because what we hear and what we see will impact the way we feel. What we hear, what we hear impacts the way we think. What we see impacts the way we feel. So people are afraid because of what they're hearing. They're afraid because of what they're seeing. They're afraid because of what they're feeling. They're afraid because of their imagination. 
what they're imagining. In other words, images. They have images that creates expectations or creates an awareness of danger or harm. And it's something about the imagination. It has the capacity to take you there before you get there. And that will happen on the positive or negative. Your imagination will take you into the trouble, take you into the defeat, take you into the loss, take you into death before it ever happens. People are afraid because of what they're hearing. They're afraid because of what they're seeing. They're afraid because of what they're feeling. They're afraid because of what they are imagining. We're going to be in a world war. You know, I'm not going to be able to pay the gas prices. I'm going to lose my house. I'm going to get sick. I'm going to die. All these things can actually be created in your mind before it happens based on what you're hearing, what you're seeing, what you're feeling, what your imagination. And finally, people are afraid because of what they are doing, what they're they're fleeing. It's something about when you run away from something, it intensifies your fear. When you draw back, you don't have courage. You have less courage. I see people right now, and I'm a pastor of a church. I think that there are people that have already decided, I'm never going back to church. I will never go back to church. They are drawing back. They have no expectation of the day when they can go to church. They're drawing back. And it doesn't make you bolder when you draw back. Now, I'm not talking about being foolish. I All through the pandemic, I've been talking about taking the necessary precautions and, and doing this and doing that and spending time in the work. I've been very consistent in that. But at some place and at some time, Christians are going to have to move forward. The world is going forward. The world is not going to slow down. The world is not going to stop. So if the world goes goes on and we draw back in fear, if we're just totally afraid, then we have no witness. We have no witness. There's no there's absolutely nothing we can say. Because we hunker down. We can't hunker down forever. We can't. We can't say we're believing God, we're trusting God, we're confessing God, and we're going everywhere except church. Now, I'm not talking, some people are not going anywhere, but there are some people, they're going everywhere. They go to the doctor, they'll go to the grocery store, they go to the football game, they go to the basketball game, they're going to the club, they're going to all these places, they're going to the wedding, they're going to the concert, they're going to this, they're going to that. But for some reason, they can't go to church. I'm not telling you to be foolish. I I know that some people have underlining conditions. I do understand that. I'm not saying don't protect yourself. I am saying that somewhere you have to begin to believe God. When are we going to believe God? We got us at some place. 
It may not be now for you, but at some place, you have to decide to act on what you believe. So the question that I'm asking, this is just a fear exam, just a fear exam. And I hope you, I hope you hear what I'm saying. And I hope you hear everything that I've said previously. All I'm asking you, this is just between you and I. And in actuality, it's just between you and God. I'm just asking you a question. Are you drawing back or are you moving forward? Are you drawing back or are you moving forward? Have you decided you're going to cut back on everything? You're not going to. You're not going to try. You're not going to take any risk. You're not going to grow your business. You're not. You're just going to hold tight to what you got. You're just going to hold tight to what you got. Are you drawing back? Yeah, I'll share this and I'll close in this lesson. I'll close with, with a concluding statement. Here's a beautiful thing you have to think about. There are more millionaires that grow in adversity than in good times. During the Depression days, more millionaires were, were because there are many opportunities when everybody else is drawing back. There are all kinds of opportunities. And I think God is concerned not just about you attending church, but I think God is concerned about are you going to lose out on the, all the opportunities that are available to you or you're just going to be afraid. I mean, you're just going, just going to operate in fear. And if we're going to operate in fear, why did we spend all this time in church? Why do we spend all this time in the Word? Why do we, why do we meditate the Word? We should have just stayed at the club. If it doesn't matter, if it's not going to help us, if we're not going to overcome or believe we can overcome, then why did we spend all this time? Why did we spend all this time going to Bible study and listening to this sermon and talking about why did we do that? That was a waste of time. You could have been doing something else. If we're going to respond in adversity, just like everybody else, we wasted our time. So are you drawing back on your job? Drawing back on your business, drawing back on your relationships, drawing back in church, drawing back. Are you, if, you, if you're drawing back, I'm asking you, are you drawing back or are you moving forward across the board? Spirit, soul, body, social and finance. Are you drawing back or are you moving forward? Now, when you think about the Israelites and think about people in general, you Fear is a permitted response. They could have controlled what they were hearing. They could control what they were seeing. And you can control what you're hearing. You can control what you're seeing. You can even control what you're feeling by what you're seeing and by what you're hearing. And then you can control what you imagine. And you can control your running away. Because fear is a permitted response. Now, we're asking the question, why are you afraid? And our subtopic today, are you drawing back 
or are you moving forward? I'm looking forward to lesson number two. I believe it's going to bless you because in lesson number two, we're going to ask you this question. What are you running from? What are you running from? I love you. Thank you for spending this time with us. Listen, share this podcast with someone. Go back and meditate on it. You can look at it on our Facebook, our Faith Chapel page. You can also get it. I put it on my page. You can go to YouTube and get it. But I believe God is going to break that spirit over our lives. In Jesus' name, I love you. Thank you for spending this time with me today.